Welcome to the Lighthouse Financial Advisors Money Over 50 podcast with Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. This information is general in nature and does not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Therefore, you should consider whether the information is appropriate for you and your personal circumstances. If you require personal advice, please contact Lighthouse Financial Advisors. Here are your hosts, Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. Welcome to Money Over 50. Uh, Continuing on with our real life case studies today. So, um, Dallas, you have uh, some clients. Once once again, John and Jane Smith. John and Jane. I was going to call them John and Jane Jones, but um, <laughs> no, I'll get confused. If we John and Jane it. Smith. Yeah, it's uh, we didn't even have to change their name again. <laughs> uh, so, um, uh, all jokes aside, obviously we have changed the the, the, yeah. the names yeah. of uh, these people. So, um, look, tell us about John and Jane, and explain the background to their scenario. So, so they first uh, came and met with me in March of 2016. Was their first meeting. Um, they had a, so they're both, both working as employees. Um, he was working in the construction industry and uh, on, a, on a really high income. And so, but it's, it's obviously in that industry can be a bit hit and miss at times that he'd been on lower incomes, higher incomes over his working career. Um, and she worked in, in the health industry and so her income was a bit more stable, but obviously a fair bit lower. Yep. Um, so. What we, what we sort of looked at there was they had about $410,000 combined in super, um, which is you know, as you see, normally about average. They actually had a slightly higher home loan than, than what we normally see at about $340,000. So when we talk about net retirement savings, what we're, what we're looking at there is all of their assets minus the liabilities that will be paid out in the event of, of their retirement. So for these guys, they had 410,000 in super, 340,000 owing on their home loan. So we said they've got net retirement savings of about $70,000. Mm-hmm. So, um, and the tricky one with these guys was that we really had to balance off growing their retirement savings as much as possible while also getting on top of their home loan and getting that paid down, both because obviously they want that paid out when they retire, but also because in the event of him getting uh, made redundant or you know getting laid off or his income reducing or whatever might happen there. So it was a, a bit of a, that was sort of an extra something to, to when we looked at this. Um, and the, the plan was that he wanted to retire in about 10 years time and I don't actually know whether he really did want to retire in 10 years' time, but it seems to be that when people don't have a, a clearer goal in mind, that's something that, that, that they tend to, to clutch onto and, and that we tend to work towards. And it's sort of lined up for these guys that I think he was, he's sort of happy enough to keep working away. Uh, what they really wanted, though, was for her to be able to either retire or cut back on work earlier if possible. So they've got, uh, they've got kids who were, were starting to have kids and so she really wanted to cut back and spend more time with grandkids and help out with babysitting and childcare and all that sort of thing. So that was kind of the background of, of what they were looking to achieve. And I, and I think for, uh, I guess, uh, to me, it's a fairly standard sort of thing of what we, what we tend to see. It's, it's a very common situation that people find themselves in at, at that point in time. Yeah, certainly. Um, it, 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 it is... Uh um, 
I've got nothing more to add. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like Charlie Hunger. Nothing to add. <laughs> um, so in that first year, so it was March, obviously, when they first came in. It, what we can, what we can actually do, it sort of makes it easy um, when we're meeting with someone with only a few months to go in the financial year because there tends to be a lot that you can take advantage of in each financial year in terms of tax savings, all that kind of thing. So for him, what we really wanted to do, what we really needed to do was use up as much um, salary sacrifice to, to superannuation. At that point in time, in March of 2016, you couldn't, you couldn't make personal contributions into super and then yes. claim a tax deduction, which is what we would do now. At that point in time, it had to actually go via your payroll. So for that last three months of that financial year, we pretty much just shoveled all of his income straight from his employer, straight into his super fund. Yep. Or a fair bit of it anyway. To, to make sure that the combination of his employer yep. money, uh, employer contribution going plus his salary sacrifice yep. got up to around that $25,000 yep, um, right. maximum concessional yep. limit. Yep. So, so that cost, they basically gave up about $12,000 in net income over that over, over that three short months. period of time. Yeah. So, yep. and that's if we look at the, the the normal, I guess the the levers that we pull. That was that was sort of the first one. Is is you know those picking yeah. up those tax savings. Um, so for him, you know, putting a lot in the super and it's only costing them twelve thousand dollars out of pocket. Yep. Um, another lever that we that we look uh, if we can pull there is we move their superannuation to a higher growth strategy. Mm. So again, while they're looking at working for another ten years and, and living on at least one of their earned incomes for the next 10 years, we really looked at, can we grow this, this as much as possible? Mm. Bearing in mind that, uh, as we said, we've got more of a home loan that we're gonna have to pay out in 10 years time than, than, what, we, than what we might normally have. And that's, that's something that we look at both with the growth on that superannuation and with the use of your cash flow is that even if your goal is to pay off the home loan, sometimes the easiest way to do that is to grow your super balance as much as possible and then take a lump sum at retirement if you if you can or if you if you need to. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just trying to think of the podcast that we um, uh, that we yeah, discussed that about. We discussed that. Oh, um, it was uh, podcast 31 uh, called um, making super how do you, contributions. How do you remember these numbers, mate. I you listened were... to it last night. <laughs> 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 uh, it, uh, it it was just released last night. So so I mean that go and listen to that. Yeah. Um, because that really yeah. that, that explains the tax savings arbitrage yeah. in there. Where um, I just I use a quick example. So if you're going to make extra repayments off your home loan, yeah, um, and you're doing that from before tax dollars, yeah. let's call it ten thousand dollars of before yeah. tax dollars. Yeah. If you're on a thirty-nine percent tax rate, yeah, you lose three thousand nine hundred dollars in tax. You're well, left with only six thousand one hundred to pay off your mortgage. Yeah. Um, Alternatively, if you uh, salary sacrifice that ten thousand dollars into your superannuation fund, yep, you don't pay income tax. Yep, you pay fifteen percent contributions yep. tax. Yep, but eight thousand five hundred hits your superannuation account. So there's a difference there yep. in that what you pay off your mortgage. Yep. is six thousand one hundred. What you what what you get to use or to grow in your super fund is eight thousand five hundred. Yep. So um, look, it, it's fair to say our our general rule of thumb is before anyone pays. Yeah, uh, everyone is different, of course, but before anyone pays an additional 
um, voluntary repayment off their mortgage. Yeah, we right. want to maximise their yeah. their uh, the amount they can salary sacrifice That's exactly in superannuation right. every year. And like I say, the, the trade-off there is, and yeah, you, you're right, very better listen to that podcast about the trade-off between being able to save that money in tax uh, versus being able to access that if you need to. The good thing was for for these guys is that, and that's again a bit of a technical one, but he could actually very soon move into a, so we actually moved into a transition to retirement pension at that point in time. Yep. So he could actually start to draw an income back out of his, back yep. out of his, his pension account, out yep. of his superannuation savings at that point in time. That's another whole different podcast. Yep. We'll, we'll You've got me doubting myself now. Uh, it's either podcast 31 or it's podcast <laughs> 33. So it's either 31 or 33. Uh, it's called, it's called um, making super contributions, making super versus, contributions making versus making extra mortgage repayments or yeah. something like that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, those, those were the, the levers that we pulled there was going, okay, let's use some of that, that income in that first, particularly in that first year, but then moving forward, let's, mm. let's take advantage of those tax savings, especially mm. while he was on a higher income, he was paying 39% uh, marginal tax on his yep. property income. We push that in the super and pay 15%. Obviously, it's, it's, yep. a, it's a no-brainer in that case where you, you can yeah. really pick up almost 25% as an immediate yep. return. Um, now, the other thing that we looked at, obviously, is that they were working towards a goal of spending about $50,000 a year in retirement. Mm. And so that was 50000 in in sort of today's dollars in March of 2016. So we'd done the numbers on, right, what did they need to do to be able to, yeah, what was $50,000 in today's dollars in 10 years' time, how much income would they need to draw in that first year, and how much in retirement savings would they need to be able to, to fund that. Mm. So basically, that's we, we commenced on our merry way then. Um, in July of 2016, we, we then got into the new financial year, reduced that salary sacrifice to a level that... Um, that then brought him under that limit for the for the next financial year. Yep. Same you had, thing. You had the full financial year's worth of yep. pay runs yep. to, to be able right. to spread that across. Yep. So uh, that continued on for sort of most of that financial year. Now, as part of uh, of these early recommendations, we'd we'd worked out how much they had in in theoretical surplus, which is. Not mm. just a, a great racehorse name. It's actually it, it is. A, it's, <laughs> it's on the list of, of potential racehorse names. Uh, the, the concept that we talked about here was so they they kind of thought they would spend about fifty thousand dollars a year in retirement. Yes. And so what I always do here is I said, well, let's stress test that. Yeah. If you if you think you're going to spend fifty thousand dollars a year in retirement, mm. and and these they didn't want to change huge amounts in retirement. So I said, well, yeah. if you're going to spend that much in retirement, let's see if you can spend that much now. Yeah. Given that. You know, if you can't if you can't live on fifty thousand dollars a year now, you, you're probably not going to be able to live on that in retirement. Yeah. And obviously, that that's in a, another whole podcast about that. But just as a rule of thumb, that tends to work really well because yeah. what we found could they do it? No, not at all. Not even close. I was going to say uh, you can you can also substitute theoretical surplus for bullshit surplus. <laughs> well, that's because so, it's, so it's it's it's, it's uh, <coughs> um, yeah, I mean it. it it, all jokes aside, it, it it's you could say it's the desired surplus it's, it's, as well. well. People 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 what? look at it and think, yeah. I don't know. Subconsciously, they think in the most the best year we could ever have. Yes, we were nothing ever going wrong. And, but but, but yeah. things go wrong yeah. all the time. Yeah. Um, and this so, is this is yeah. we've talked about this at length about the whole concept of, of a budget is that yeah. we tend to think of it from what do I want to spend, not what will I actually spend. Yeah. And so. A big part of this, as you see, as we move through there, was just about us 
readjusting our, our goals and, and being realistic about what are they what do they want their life to look like because yep. again it's there's no there's no point them torturing themselves now and trying to live on live this lifestyle for the next 10 years no. so that then they can live a different life you know what i mean if they're not enjoying right. themselves living that lifestyle now they're probably not going to enjoy themselves retiring and yes. living that that lifestyle so after a year of that the, the theory had been that they had you know there was an about twenty thousand dollars spare, which we'd said they were gonna. They they had seventy thousand dollars spare after their minimum repayments and their super contributions, mm-hmm. and they were gonna make twenty thousand dollars of that as extra mortgage repayments, mm-hmm. and they were gonna live on fifty thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. That wasn't happening at all. Yep. So we'd we'd discussed that. We'd we'd um, you know sort of that was the recommended amount. But a year later, I kind of went, look, guys, this just isn't this isn't happening. It hasn't it hasn't yeah. happened for the last year, and that's a it's an easier conversation at that point in time mm. because it's not it's not me saying I don't think you can do this. Yeah. It's me saying you're not you doing, you're not doing this. This is just the fact. Yeah. So what I said is okay, well let's try and what what do you think is is feasible? So at that point in time we said, well, are you spending seventy thousand dollars a year? What if we try and find ten thousand dollars per year? And and you live on sixty, mm. you make ten thousand dollars per annum as extra repayments off your mortgage. The, the advantage of that as well is that was the amount that they needed to pay off their mortgage to be able to have it paid off in at, at their sort of retirement target. Yep. So it was kind of one where I went, that's a good bit of motivation. If they can find $10,000 per year, they'll live on 60. So it's sort of close to what they're spending, what they've been spending yeah. over this last 12 months. Let's see how we go with that. So that was March of 2017. Uh, six months later, um, John actually got got a redundancy as we as we sort of said might happen in that in the construction industry yeah it's sort of a bit boom and bust in some cases so it was swings and roundabouts for him here because he got a redundancy and then went on to a lower paying job Hmm. so and it was one where the redundancy he got was really fairly sizable it was actually a net net redundancy of about 120 grand so i was actually not that not that worried. Not that worried. Like, but and you, 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 just, you yeah. knew the power of, of dumping that off your mortgage or that's dumping exactly it somewhere right. yeah. um, make, more than makes up for, and doing it right then and there. That's right. More than makes up for the pay cut. And this is what I, I tend to find a lot of the time with doing the, the calculations for clients with redundancy offers, and you'd have seen the same thing. Mm. The power of someone, someone handing you $120,000 cash right now compared to, and so his income dropped from, I think it was about $160,000 gross per year to about $100,000 gross per year. Mm. So you would think that yeah, that's, my income's dropped by 60,000, but on that top yeah. 60,000, there was a couple of things. He, he was yeah. paying 39 cents in the dollar tax. Yeah, so he right. was only getting to keep you know, $35,000 out of that 60 yeah. anyway. Yep. Um, and, and not only that, it's that every, I think there's something about so there's the tax. Yeah. Um, you know, you dump that off your mortgage. You See, save. The, the you save five thousand dollars a year in interest mm. uh, repayments. Um, exactly right. That compounds the other yeah. repayments that you make off yeah. your mortgage. Compound that out. You get it right then and there. And um, and and the psychological thing as well is that when people go onto a lower paying job, they adjust their life. You spend less. You, you yeah. kind of <laughs> in your mind instead of going, I'm on a big income. It's all good. Yeah. We can kind of. But when you break make, it down yeah. after you strip out the tax. Yeah. Uh, of that. Of that extra 60 and then you spread it over yeah you know 26 fortnightly pays or yeah. 52 weekly pays yeah it's not as big as you think no that's right so yeah and that's what we found saying so that year was that you got the redundancy got the cash paid that off the paid a lump sum off the home loan 
um, and but because he went under that lower paying job, they couldn't make they couldn't make concessional contributions to to um, superannuation yep. uh, throughout that year. Now, what we could actually do though, the rules had changed, so we could make personal contributions. So, in May of that financial year, what we actually did was we we drew twelve thousand um, dollars back off the back off their home loans, off the mm. lump sum that they'd paid off there, put that into super for him and claim that as a tax deduction. So, and then for that next financial year, we restarted their salary sacrifice. And yep. So we just uh, adjusted it through there. So we'd still, every financial year, we'd managed to take advantage of all those tax savings that we possibly could for him. Yep. Which was, which was good. Um, so that all ticked along for that financial year. Then we had the next major change was in May of 2019 when Jane actually cut back to three days per week, yep. which is would had sort of been a part of the plan earlier on was for her to cut back earlier. And so that the reason she could afford to do that was that he actually got another job on higher income again. Mm. So now that's sort of squared up because she's actually cut back a bit of income. He's gone on to a higher income. So they're on about the same. The other one that was really handy at that point in time, which was um, because he'd, he'd, he'd reached age 60 by this point in time, uh, there's a, a bit of a technical one, but if you change, have a change of employment, if you cease a gainful employment arrangement after age 60, you can actually move from superannuation into what's called an account-based pension. So for these guys, the really handy one is that the bulk of their superannuation is in his account. So the earnings on that superannuation money, so the return that they were getting on that, is getting taxed at 15%, which is the superannuation earnings tax rate. Yep. He could move that across into a pension account, even though he'd started work a, you know, a week yeah. later and pay no tax on the earnings of that. Yeah, look, I looked at, in, in practical terms, I looked at the returns, the differences between yeah. um, uh, the Colonial First State Wholesale Superannuation Fund versus yeah. the Colonial First State Wholesale Pension yeah. Fund last year. Yeah. Uh, they were, now, they were, they were quite high returns, but the difference was um, a 22% return inside superannuation, yeah. the same investment strategy, yeah. just not being taxed at 15%. Yeah. Yeah turned into a 24 and a bit percent return. So you actually, yep. the, the power of that is you get, you get yep. an extra 2% rate of return for that year. What it usually pans out to be in a normal year is about 1% extra yep. rate of return. So yep. now that, that that's significant. So yeah. so basically if you've got, um, you know, Well, in, in, in his uh, case, so he, had, so he had about $600,000 in his, in his super account at that So he had about 600 at that point in time. So um, he could, he could so, move that so, into a pension account and pick yeah. up an earnings tax saving of about $6,000 So year. there's about $6,000, yeah, difference. Yeah. Yeah. in in um, tax savings. Yeah. Uh, now that's that technicality. So yeah. that's not retired. So people actually assume you have to be retired. So meeting yeah. it, one particular condition of release for superannuation is attaining the age of 61st yeah. um, and then ending in an employment arrangement. Yep. Even if you start work with um, a different employer the yep. following day, you've technically met your condition yep. of release for and superannuation it, in that situation. So. So yeah. um, obviously, that, so really so that means you can cash out your yeah. superannuation. He didn't want to do that, of course. Yeah. But what what you're talking about here, Dallas? Yep. Is is just making a pure yep. tax saving yep. by moving that from yep. uh, super fund that's being taxed at fifteen percent to a super yep. fund that's being taxed at zero percent. That's right. That. Yep. Now at the same time, so that was 
huge tax saving, not just in that year, but every year. And that's the beauty yep. of that that earnings tax saving. That's happening. That's compounding every single year from now on. Yep. You know. So the the other one that we that we did and and um, the we've talked about this about the the inheritance tax, the seventeen percent inheritance tax on your superannuation proceeds. So for mm. these guys, they they've got adult kids. So what we said is at the same time, what we're going to do is take a pension payment out of his account. So we yeah. we basically, I'll, I'll, to keep it simple, we took a hundred thousand dollars out of his pension account, recontributed that into his mm. superannuation account, and. Again, I won't go into detail. You probably know this. But there's the another podcast. podcast. Number. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know what number it is. It's, yeah. it's, it's got, I'm going to say it's between 28 and 31. Yeah. Something uh, like that. Yeah. Uh, actually, about, if we post it, yeah, we might. We recorded uh, it. I don't know if we ever posted it. But there is another podcast coming out. Yeah. Talking, so, about, um, yeah. talking about how to minimize an inheritance tax. Yeah. So listen yeah. to that one yeah. if you want to find out more about that. So, as part of this, this is kind of one of those things where, so they said, they they came in for a meeting in in May, and sort of said, "Oh yeah, nothing nothing too major has changed. I've got a job on a higher income. She's cutting back for a couple of days, and off the back of that sort of, oh yeah, they they did, and it didn't seem like much had changed. Mm. There was a huge amount that we could actually do at that point. In yeah, time. there was you know all sorts of earnings tax savings. We picked up some income tax savings for uh, both of them." Moving forward, we could do because her income had dropped. Mm. We would we could do spouse contributions into her account, pick up yep. a tax offset for him. Yep. We could do uh, after-tax contributions into her account and get the government go co-contribution. Yep. So just from that change, there was basically extra earnings tax savings of six thousand dollars per year plus income tax savings of about four thousand dollars per year. Yeah. What I'm amazed at is that in a short period of time between March 2016 and May 2019, all these changes happened to yeah. that scenario. Yeah. And, and, and look, these people aren't unusual. No. So we find yeah. more and more, yeah, um, yeah someone's working, uh, they're both working full time. Yeah. Uh, someone gets a redundancy, they go to a lower paying job. Yeah. Um, yeah. Someone else, but another, the same member of the couple, uh, yeah. same couple, but uh, yeah. the, the spouse moves to three days a week. And yeah. Then, yeah. Uh, another job is gained by the and, and the other spouse, and they and it's a really good point because if you look at their day to day life, it doesn't feel like much has changed to them. No. So they both the, the you know day to day life. The only thing that's changed is that um, she's um, you know, helping with grandkids two days a week rather than yep. working, and he's you know, put on a different shirt and gone to a different job. He's still yes. the same job. Yeah. So his his income has changed a bit, but he's doing the same job day to day. Yep. Behind the scenes, there's all these different things that they could take advantage of. So mm. it, was, it was really good to have that. And this is obviously why we work with people on an ongoing basis is that mm. you know, you, it would just be impossible to keep a track of all these different events. You know, if, if you said, I've got a new job on a higher income and my wife's cutting back three days a week, you, you'd just have no idea about the, the opportunities that, that you could take advantage of. No. It's, it's really... I, I discuss this with people all the time where our our superannuation, our retirement saving system in Australia, it shouldn't be this complicated. No. But it just is. Well, really what, is. I, what I'm laughing at is, um, I can't remember when it was, but the, the, the government announced one of their new reforms, simplified super. Yeah. And I, just, I just laugh at my Because <laughs> yeah. this... This result now yeah. is simplified super. Yeah, so, yeah that's right. So, I, I hate um, to say complicated. <laughs> and that was removal of, of yeah. um, reasonable benefit limits, which we won't, yeah. definitely won't go into. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm still uh, 
Get still, uh, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm still, I've repressed all that You're away uh, from, <laughs> for the uh, for the first half of my career so far. Like, yeah, uh, and but it, but it, yeah, it's, look, it's amazing. Like, it's yeah. it just it, it it is still so complicated, and it's really interesting. With like you say, something simple like if someone says, uh, "When can I access my super?" Yeah. Well. If your date of birth is this age, yes. this age if you're fully retired, and yes. by fully retired I mean working less than 10 hours per, per week, week yeah. but you can then go back to work and still be able to meet that criteria. Yeah. Or if you're over age 60 and you've ceased an employment arrangement, then that's okay too. Yeah. Or if you reach 65, you can still be working, but you can act. It's, just, it, it's one of those things where it shouldn't be this complicated, but a simple question like that is, is no. so involved. And, no. and that's kind of the thing for these guys is that there's, there's no, there would be no way to know that in a, you, you know, I mean, you wouldn't change your employer yes. and go, oh, I can then go and set up an account-based pension and draw one hundred and fifteen thousand dollars and recontribute some of that money as a concessional contribution and recontribute some of it as a non-concessional. Yeah. It's just, it, it was, uh, it was, it was great for, great for, for us and and for them because there was all these things they could take yes. advantage of. And, and look, just to digress a little bit, look, if you're looking, if you're listening to this and you're looking for a financial advisor, um, don't deal with people the financial advisors that say they specialize in serving young people yeah. and and um yeah and 30 something yeah. and and, and yeah. paying off debt and, yeah. and then retirement planning yeah. and businesses and, and self-managed and super fund and this so and that. so um we deal only with people that are age 50 and above yeah uh pre-retirement planning and yeah. retirement planning we know this like the back of our hand yeah um there is just no way known that yeah. someone which is an oxymoron specializing in, in, in yeah, everything. That's right. Um, Could can notice. be an actual specialist in those, in, yeah. in, 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 in what you're looking for if you're listening to this podcast, you, we right. assume you're age 50 and over. And that's, and that's a good point is that, you know, as I, as I say all the time, I'm the best in Australia at this, but, but I'm sure there are other people out there who are almost <laughs> as good as me, but they would have to be specializing in this and doing this day in, day out to yep. be across all these different things. Yep. So the other thing that we did at that point in time uh, in, in May 2019, was that we basically gave up pretending that they were going to spend any less than $70,000 per year. Yes. So the, the theoretical surplus of, uh, or the theoretical budget of saying they were going to spend $50,000 a year, yep. it got adjusted up to $60,000 per year. And then after three years, we went, right, let's let's stop kidding ourselves so here. it was a bullshit surplus? It was a bullshit surplus, yeah. <laughs> so it was $70,000 per year, which is what they spend, which is... Yep. Again, you know, we, we've done a whole, a whole podcast. It is. it is what it is. It is what it is. And it's yep. not, you know, we the whole time we were discussing these things, when we're adjusting how much they need in retirement or how much they were going to spend, yep. we we're projecting that out and going, what does that mean for you from a work point of view? These yep. guys weren't, they weren't trying to dodge, they weren't trying to, you know, not take responsibility and, yes. and pretend and, and want to spend more but not uh, face up to those consequences. They're quite happy to... Um, you know, particularly for for for, for John, who's going, he's happy to work as long as required to fund that. Yeah, it was it was it wasn't him saying, yeah, you, we need to come out, come up with some magic way. It was yes. just about being honest and realistic honest. about. Saying, Look, it's dangerous to to yeah. to proceed under the false assumption. Yeah. that they can spend fifty thousand dollars a yeah. year because yeah. because if you proceed on that assumption, yeah, and okay, you didn't do it this year you didn't do it the next year you didn't do that next year but you will do it so yeah. we'll proceed on an yeah. assumption yeah that's that's extremely dangerous because wow. you you'll um the advice that that you give them is yeah. not going to be the right advice because you're that's proceeding right. under yeah an unrealistic assumption yeah 
uh, to the tune of about twenty thousand dollars a year. And this is exactly for these guys where you know we've got a, a ten year sort of working plan for them, and then a you know twenty to thirty year retirement plan for them. Yep. If we if we catch this three years in and we go right, those 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 goals or those targets weren't really realistic. Let's yeah. adjust that now. We're adjusting that three years into a, a forty year, thirty or forty year plan. It's kind of easy to make those changes then. Yep. What you can't do is keep that goal. You know, put your head in the sand and say, right, oh, we'll, we'll retire in ten years' time, and we think we need this much because we're going to spend fifty thousand. Yeah. And then you spend seventy thousand dollars a year for the first ten years of your retirement, yeah. and then you've run out of money because you spent yeah. more than you thought. And then you go, there's no point. You can't then at that point in time go, oh, I actually go back to work for another two years. That's right. You know, it, it's too late then. Mm. So that was a, a part of our, our conversation then was about saying, well, let's just adjust these goals and adjust yep. what we're working towards here. So um, that was in in the end of that financial year. So the last time we caught up was in November of two thousand and nineteen, which was. Yeah, three and a half years or thereabouts since they since first the start. Yep. Uh, at that point in time, they now had combined superannuation balances and, and super and pension balances of about seven hundred and twenty-eight thousand dollars. So remembering that they'd started with four hundred and ten thousand, so that had grown by three hundred and eighteen thousand dollars in total. Yep. And the amounts, the, the net amounts that they had given up into there, were a total of about fifty-three thousand dollars. Yep. Uh, their home loan, which remembering that was about $340,000, was now at 214000 yep. So they'd made, as I said, those minimum repayments off that a little bit extra at times, but mainly the big one was that they'd paid that redundancy off there. Hmm. So again, looking at their net retirement savings as their total super and pension balances minus their home loan, they now have total net retirement savings of about $514,000. Yeah, so that's improved from seventy thousand dollars when you when you when you added the super plus the yep. the uh, sorry when you added this when you uh, subtracted the yeah, home the line. home loan yep. of three hundred and forty thousand from the super of four hundred and ten thousand yep. in March sixteen they yep. had a, a net retirement savings of seventy thousand dollars that's up yep. to um, uh, five hundred and fourteen thousand exactly right from seventy thousand yep. dollars over yep. three and a half years yeah. So that so that's basically they're, they're up four hundred and forty four thousand dollars over mm. that three and a half years. Now, uh, even adding back in everything that they've given up and all mm. of the the you know, so adding back in the redundancy of one hundred and twenty thousand dollars and adding back in the fifty just over fifty thousand dollars, fifty three thousand that they've given up over mm. that time, they're they're still two hundred and seventy one thousand dollars better off just through a combination of those investment returns, their yep. tax savings being captured within their, their superannuation and pension accounts. Yep. So overall, they're up $444,000. Yep. After you add back in the things that they've given up and the things that, that they've done there, they're still $270,000 better off over yeah. three and a half years. Yeah. Look, it's fantastic. Um, and it's not like if they didn't come in to see us, they would, they, they'd still be up something. Yeah. But nowhere near that amount. Yeah. Um, because I, I actually I did mean, I did this did this uh, rough calculation. They'd be up about one hundred and twenty or one hundred thirty thousand dollars. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So so that's a huge difference yeah. over that period of time, yeah. uh, over three and a half years. So yeah. so um, and, and it and it compounds. So that I mean that's really the first. Let's let's call that the first quarter. Yeah. Uh, sorry, the first third of their last ten years of working life. That's right. So um, yeah, you start what you start off with four hundred and ten thousand dollars in superannuation. All that yeah. all that stuff that you just went through is. So I'm amazed at how much has changed in their scenario. That's right. Over three and a half years. So what is the next? Yeah. 
you know, two thirds of yeah. that yeah. Um, going yeah. to hold. Yeah, what's the next you know, well, uh, six years, six and a half years going to hold? Yeah. Um, and, and and what's really good now is, is as well is that you had a launching pad of four hundred and ten thousand dollars to work with. Yeah. Um, back in March two thousand sixteen, you now have a launching pad of seven hundred and twenty-eight thousand dollars to right. work with. Just 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 looking at their superannuation line. That's right, and that's um, that's the big one. The big one for these guys is that, like we said, the discussions that we've had around getting that trade-off right between living the lifestyle they want now and and being realistic about the lifestyle that they want to live now and in retirement, and yep. so because over the last three and a half years they've seen uh, really good. Um, really good strong sort of probably a, a bit above average investment returns mm. plus those tax savings and things they've been able to take advantage of as you said the difference between having seven hundred and twenty eight thousand dollars in your superannuation and pension accounts working for you growing compounding over the next six and a half years mm. it's a huge difference compared to that you know, we're constantly blown away by the difference between it, it seems sort of it seems magic the difference between having a little bit extra at, at the start and the effect of that over over five six seven years so yeah. that's really the thing for them is that uh, the i guess who knows what the future will hold obviously things will things will change over the next six and a half years yep. and, and beyond for these guys but they're now in a position where uh, which is kind of already what's happening with with jane cutting back a bit on work is that they've built up they've really added a lot onto that foundation. And so now their yep. money's doing a lot more of the work for them. Yes. So it's not necessarily as much about us really trying to grind their way out and try and find um, huge amounts of net income to put into super and all that kind of thing. Yes. It's really about us just fine tuning, picking up every dollar of tax saving we can, working those super and pension account balances as hard as possible and just letting that work along and compound in the background and just adjusting our goals and adjusting our targets as we go along. Yeah, look, without and without overcomplicating things, um, it's fair to say that they've taken advantage of everything they can take advantage of over yep. the last three and a half years from yep. a from a, um, a personal point of view. So, yep. so using harnessing their yep. their their income. Yeah. Um, from a legislation point of view, so yep. so tax is a huge one there. So yep. you, so the, the tax dollars that you've saved them yep. really yep. has just been trapped in their superannuation fund, right. and yep. there's been return yep. on that yep. as well. Yep. Um, and also from an economic point of view, yep. by, by by moving by yep. working their money harder, let's yep. call that. So the money that they actually had in there. Yep. Um, obviously, along the way as well, um, a change in job uh, for John after sixty meant yeah. that you could yeah. you could ramp up the tax savings That's just right. by yeah. Yeah. just by uh, a bit of a paperwork shuffle, a bit, a bit of a paperwork shuffle, and that's something that people miss out on all the time because yeah. they just I mean they wouldn't know no, about that. Right. Yeah. Um, and look, there's a lot of financial advisors out there that don't know about that because no. they uh, try to work with people of all ages, whereas you know yeah. we concentrate only on people that are age 50 and over so we know that like the back yeah. of their hand um so yeah you've got all of those things there just humming along perfectly yeah um and it's the sum of all those parts that's that's yeah. put them in that position and that's that's probably what i'd, I'd uh, wrap up with for, for these guys i guess in terms of moving forward you know as much as we talk about retirement targets and goals and the rest of it the reality is for these guys like I, john in particular i don't think has a specific end in mind of I really want to be retired by this age or I want to do hmm. so really the big part for these guys and for most of their clients is they really just want to make sure they're taking advantage of everything we can yeah and, and that's kind of what, you, what you're alluding to there is that 
whether that means he works for another five years or six years or seven years or whatever whatever he sort of wants to do has to do at that point in time he's kind of obviously again with his work because it will probably be variable his income he knows that he can't control all those things yeah and he's kind of happy for that to be a bit up in the air yep as long as throughout every year that we're looking at the every you know we're constantly looking at this and taking advantage of every everything that we can so yeah. we know that the position that they end up in five six seven years time that's the best position they could have possibly ended yes. up in and yeah. that's i think uh, a bit of peace of mind for most people is to go whatever happens we know that there's nothing that we could have done to change this yeah uh, great note to wrap up on thanks for listening guys thank you for listening to the money over 50 podcast with lighthouse financial advisors we look forward to catching up again soon